It's the sermon you preach to yourself that determines the course of your life. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of our message about the mind by Stephen Furtick. Here's Stephen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the devil will be scared to talk to you. He will. Because every failure he brings up is going to trigger within your mind a new loop to realize that grace is greater than my failure. Grace is greater. I don't know. Maybe you're going to live in a new loop. It is not the sermon that I preach to you that determines the course of your life. It's the sermon you preach to yourself. It's what you say to yourself. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Acceptable. Accept. Accept. Accept what God says about you. Reject everything else and live your life under an open heaven. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies declare his wonder. Day after day they pour forth speech, and they don't need any words to do it. It's a silent sermon. It's the silent sermon that determines whether or not you step out on faith or stay in your comfort zone. It's the silent sermon you preach to yourself that determines whether you continue to live in a place of regret and resentment or you step forward into your tomorrow, believing that God will use all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It's not this. It's the second sermon. We thought it was so weird that the, that the preacher would pray, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. But I get it now. He was saying, there's two sermons happening. There's what I say to you, and there's what you say to yourself. And you've got to learn how to be the coach of your own soul. I wish Davo Sweeney was here. He could help us. I was considering hiring a coach recently for leadership, and I wanted somebody who could help me to analyze my own leadership. And That's probably a good thing to do, but I was praying about it, and God said, be your own head coach. Head coach. <laughs> you hear me? I thought about titling this message, Help, My Mind is a Mess, and I Don't Know Where to Start to Put It in Order. That would be more accurate to our real lives, but I decided to call it the silent sermon instead because I found out that I have a second self. I have the self that tells me everything that's wrong with me, and then I have this second self. It's not really even me. It's a deposit guaranteeing my inheritance. It's the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in me. 
When I say he's in my heart, I'm not talking about an organ any more than David is talking about the sun as being a celestial body. He's talking about the faithfulness of God in poetic language. It is theology wrapped in poetry. So when he said the meditations of my heart, I thought I need to be my own head coach. I think that I need to let the God in me talk to the me in me. I think I need to start letting my second self talk to my screwed up self. I even started doing it practically. And for me, I have to get out of my head so I have to write things down because up here is whoa. <laughs> I can't keep it straight. It comes real fast. But when I write it down, it helps me to slow down a little bit and focus. Slow down. It gets that constant. So that the real me can speak. And I write letters to me from the other me. I know a schizophrenic pastor is not what you always pray for. I'm going to help somebody, though. I write on the top of my page, I write down every time I do this, three times a week, Holy Ghost coaches notes. I write it down and then I talk to myself. Like I like myself, believe in myself, see myself, and know myself. Because I figure all of those are characteristics of the God in me. So if I can sit down long enough to listen to what Elijah heard as a still, small voice. See, the wind came through the rocks, and Elijah heard nothing. I could preach a good sermon. We can sing a good song. You might not get it. The fire blazed high. Elijah heard nothing, nothing reassuring. Wind blew, the fire, the earth started shaking. Earth, wind, and fire did an opening act, and Elijah wasn't impressed. But the Hebrew word is interesting. It says God was in the whisper. It was in that silent sermon that Elijah realized that what he was running from was already taken care of. It was in that silent sermon that he realized God had already appointed someone to put to death those who threatened his own life. It was in that silent sermon that Elijah realized that there was already a successor appointed, that his ministry had not been in vain. It was in that silent sermon that he realized that there was still work to be done, and I can't stay in this place of self-pity anymore. It's the silent sermon. The silent sermon. Wonder if that's why Joshua told the people not to say anything for the first six days they walked around the wall. Because he knew they would start saying stuff to talk each other out of going into the land God had given them. Sometimes the best strategy is shut up. I know you've always wanted to do this and you hated touching your neighbor in church until this point, but look at them and say, Shut up. That's the strategy. Shut up. Well, y'all like that a little too much. I'm worried about Rock Hill. There might be a fight in the parking lot. And on the seventh day, you can shout, but it's the shout after the silence. So 
I write little coaches' notes to myself. No, you can't see them. They're not for you. I don't, I don't talk to myself like I used to as much anymore. I still do. I'll never forget asking Amy Corbett, do you always walk around telling yourself what an idiot you are? She said, I've never done that in my life. Oh, yeah, me neither. I was asking for a friend. I said, she's on to something. I realized one time I would beat myself up if anybody else was talking to me the way I was talking to me. I'd beat myself up. I would beat them up if I was bigger than them. I would beat them up if they didn't know any moves. I would beat them up. And I'm living in loops of shame and scarcity, and God has freely given me his grace. And it'd be life-changing for you to start some new loops. It'd be life-changing for you to pray what Pastor Mickey prayed. It'd be life-changing for you to change your silent sermons. Listen to them. Do they start with me? They're going to end in shame. Do they start with me? They're going to end in scarcity. But if you start with the source, I bet you'll find springs of living water that have been waiting to well up within you. They're waiting to burst forth. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, Let's Get Our Mind in Order. You can also find out more information about him at stephenfurtick.com. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless.